Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. I'm Jamie Tenser from VSN Strategies and Rethink Retail. I'm, I'm here today at Grocery Shop to hear from a very well-informed executive from Mondelez International. Her name is Ji Chang, and she is the VP and Global Head of Digital Commerce for Mondelez Corporation, which is based in Chicago. She runs e-commerce, digital marketing, and digital transformation and, and has done so at several companies, including some pretty iconic brands over her career, and, and was a pioneer in the online selling of branded products. She told me earlier the Conair hairdryer was one of the first projects she worked on in her career, but as well as Danone, Hershey, Campbell Soup, some of the truly iconic brands in uh, fast-moving consumer goods. I think her perspectives will inform from those experiences, and today we're going to have a conversation about the challenges presented for brands and retailers by retail media, which is a very rapid innovation area for our business. So welcome, G. It's a really pleasure to have you here. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Jamie. Yeah. So, so, so let, let's jump in. We were chatting a little bit earlier about how Mondelez is confronting the retail media opportunity. And could we sort of start at the high level um, as, a, as a company? How are you viewing this as a, as a, a business activity? And where are your priorities at Mondelez? I think like, uh, first, like everybody else, you know, retail media is certainly is a hot topic at Mondelez and in all the other CBG companies as well, I believe, right? It is certainly fast uh, evolving, but the concept of retail media, I would say, is not something really new, you know. It's, it's the media lives on retail website, mm-hmm. right? So you can uh, imagine all the sponsored uh, products, uh, search, uh, and display ads early on, you know, as long as they are on the retail media, retail sites, they are considered retail media. Yes. And um, by the way, I'm more specific talking about the online piece because retail media, according to the IAB definition, it also refers to the in-store piece as well. So I'm focusing well. on the online piece. So retail media, the concept is not, not that new, but in recent years, it certainly evolved because Absolutely. of the, uh, the acceleration and the, the sharp data that retailers garnered especially during the last three years, right? During pandemic with so many shoppers, you know, buying online for grocery as well, right? Truly. So that is, is, is really accelerating it. And now from the company perspective, because this is a place how we reach our shoppers, we need to be there. And we want to be, we want to be intelligent in how we, you know, meet the shoppers where they are, but also driving incremental business opportunities. Certainly. That's kind of the the overarching objective for that, you know. If you're asking me the challenge, certainly this is a very, I would say, it's, it's a, the space has a lot of growing pain at the moment, you know. So, so. In, in some of the, I, I heard the word, word retail media tax even, you know, from the brand, mm-hmm. per, some other comp, company colleagues, this is a retail media tax. The reason we consider tax because the platform, and if you especially look at, uh, Across all the retail media platforms, e-retailers retailers now are essentially launching their own retail media plat- network, right? 
it, yes. the capability varies vastly. Some of them are very advanced. You know, I think probably the one most advanced according to industry is Amazon, right? Yes. Um, but some of the others are really, you know, are, are pretty immature, I would say. So that brings the question is, if brands are investing in that space, I'm really getting the return I, hmm. you know, I, I want, right? Is that incremental? So the, the ROI or the ROAS, okay, the, uh, the incremental return at spend, am I really getting that? And that's become the big question, you know, as we continue to navigate the space. So this presents a lot of challenges for brands, oh, certainly for retailers too. We know that the efforts to put together retail media network capabilities by retailers, they're still ongoing. The Internet Advertising Bureau is one of several efforts now to try and bring some standardization to yeah. the party, which is going to be very important. There is that, that notion of a tax, that sense of, I'm on your shelves. Am I obligated to invest in this because I already have a brand relationship with you? That's really not the same thing as I accrue a benefit from yeah. participating in this program. By the way, that's a conversation that goes back to probably the dawn of, of, of slotting allowances and, and many other practices right. in retail. So that part isn't new. I, I think what, 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 what may be new though, and for brands, could be the, the challenge it places on your marketing organizations to now evaluate many more options and try to, and try to make informed decisions about how to invest your ad dollars. And I think it's getting harder. And we talked about this earlier, but uh, it, for, for a typical brand management team, um, what does this mean to their workload and, and the challenges of doing their jobs well right now? It's certainly, I think it's today's marketeers, there's so much ask on them, right? They, they need to be a better data interpreter. <laughs> you know, they That's need right. to you know, know all these new things, the new trends, right? And uh, in, in, including retail media, certainly there's a lot of ask on them. I think to your point, you know, there's so many different opportunities for them to evaluate. That's why it becomes so key to understand what I'm getting out of there. You know, I think the uh, standardization of the, of the retail media space will be critical. Standardization in terms of, you know, the reporting I'm getting. So right now, for example, the re in the retail media ne network space, uh, if you look at the homes, uh, every retailers give you a different reporting, you know, and as, and so for the brand, it's important to know what really matters to me, right, yep. in terms of the KPIs. Secondly, are the KPIs credible, right, because they are not seeing those data points, you know. Yes. There's some suspicions in the, even in the numbers reported because sometimes you look at them and it doesn't feel it makes 100% sense, right. A part of this is mm -hmm. because of capability gap we're talking about. The third piece, you know, is, is really, am I getting the incremental uh, ROI or incremental mm -hmm. spend? You know, those are questions the brand will ask, and that goes down, you know, to the evaluation thing. If, if uh, the, um, the point, right, if I'm really getting what I'm investing, then they will be happy because at the end of the day, it is winning for the, for the brand to grow their brands. Mm -hmm. you know, or for the retailers, it will be winning for them to grow the category, right? So it will become a win-win. I think we need to get there, uh, well. right? I would also, you know, I talked quite a bit on the challenges on the retailer side. I would also yes. maybe pivot a little bit. I do personally, and this is not 
probably I personally, but it's also a lot of industry uh, leaders think the same way too. I do think the brand has a lot of work to do as well. The marketeers, they are trained classic marketeer very good with brand proposition, brand position, and equity. This is a new space for them too. And oftentimes, this is, there's a lot of training needed, upskilling required to make the marketeers more sophisticated. For example, you know, before you even talk about media, and I have an analogy for this, you know, think about this is uh, you're inviting guests to your, uh, to your home, right? Have a party over there. But before you invite your guests in, you need to put your home in order, put it in, so it's to neat, right? right? So a lot of time, the, when we invest in retail media, the house was, the home was a mess. Basically, the PDP, I call it a product detail page, right? On the retailer side, they are not the best uh, presentable PDP, right? right? So there's a wor- lot of work brand needed to do to make sure the, the, the product detail page is really the really best good. in class, really telling the best brand stories, the product, the, the, functionary, uh, the functional benefits and also potentially emotional benefits mm-hmm. of the brand, right? right. So, so that, that, that comes, is a that gap. Com- that com- yeah. Excuse me, that comes even before you make a decision about exactly. uh, adding retail media investment to promote those brands or to, or to add messages to them. And yeah. I would agree in my own experience that mm. there's a lot of inconsistency in that capability. I, I, I guess it gets better bit by bit, but this puts a new, a new uh, impetus, doesn't it, on uh, the retailer websites to, to, uh, to, to brush this up and, and be ready to, yeah. uh, to, to accept those investments. So yeah. if you had to kind of put a rating, you know, a five-star rating on where the industry stands at present, I know there's a range. But to how many stars would you give give the, the grocery industry right now and its readiness that way? How much? Uh, for the retail media, I, I would have put a probably between two to three at the two moment. Right. You know? So lots of work and to it's, do. Yeah. yeah, lots of work to do for sure. You know, And we are talking about the basics. Sometimes this conversation reminds me back probably 10 to 15 years ago when I talk about social media, right? Is that what's the standard of the guidelines of practice, right? So we are currently setting up a lot of guidelines all the way to the reporting guidelines. So IAB just published this new measurement guideline last week, you know, so very timely because there's a need for the industry, how we measure, right? Truly. What the metrics are really matter. So we need to put that standard in place. And so that kind of pretty telling, you know, it means we have a lot of work to do. And that, that seems to be yeah, top of mind. It's a basic, yeah. And we, we've heard at... at I think three or four references uh, on the podiums here at Grocery Shop to that need for standardization. There seems to be a lot of desire yeah. because perhaps it's hard to move to the next level yeah. without it. I mean, it's not yeah. enough to, to, to even, even the access to that, that, that shopper data, yeah. which is so compelling, of such interest. It's hard, to, it's hard to make those calls if you can't really understand what are we getting and, and what, are the, what, are the, what are the benefits that result. Absolutely. I think the data transparency will be super important too. The brand don't feel like they're getting the data, uh, you know, uh, the insights about the data. You know, so a lot of this conversation at the JBP, you know, uh, table is actually about the data sharing. You know, brand demands more transparency in data. So, and that will enable them to potentially uh, have a better understanding of their investment. And I, I think this is, Retailers need also help the brand to, in order to get more incremental dollar to invest on their website. 
they do need to do a better job in terms of data sharing, right? Uh, and yeah. as a return on the investment, you know, so that's a, that's a very basic step that we are talking about it as well, you know. Uh, I would just quickly, um, you know, uh, because I said the rating, in my view, is two to three between, but I would say they are not equal, created yes. equal at the moment. Some of the mm-hmm. retailers becoming much more sophisticated, you know, yeah. and uh, much better in their capability. And I do also look at this long, short-term versus long-term as well. So as I mentioned earlier, it's a growing pain, right? In a short term, probably it's feel more like a retail media tax in some situation, right? And, uh, and that's why you have this uh, very low rating in my view, right? But in the longer term, like let's say five to 10 years from now, it will getting much better, right? So it will, I'll probably give it a much higher rating, you know? So anyways, this is a journey, both brand and retailers. Uh, need uh, working together to figure out and with our with the agency partners you know with the technology mm. we have to understand better so it's a it's a collective efforts very well well and of course it's important to be able to reach your entire ACV audience Absolutely. to the in the best ways that are available yeah. um, and we talked about how sometimes second and third tier grocers who are still very important to, to Mondelez brands in terms of distribution and, and the, and the uh, audiences that you attract, that they may not be as ready in some instances as the handful of the largest that have been inv- able to invest the most. So, so you have some common interest here in seeing the sophistication develop yeah. because you're not, you, you can't just you know, rank them and, and cut off the list at the top 10 yeah. and, and you can't abandon your, your, your customer base that way, your, your ultimate yeah. consumer. So everybody has a common interest in this. Um, it, it makes me think also about the, the conversations, and I don't want to keep hitting on this notion of is there undue pressure to invest in retail media networks, but there have been some instances where the networks have had sort of a separate sales group. They've come and they've sold on the value of their network, and that conversation was separate from the merchandising conversation that traditionally has occurred, and their is where trade marketing and shopper marketing investments have, have been discussed and co-promotion and things of that nature. Um, I ha- here's some hints now that perhaps the conversations are converging in some instances. Now it's one, one conversation in which we consider all those options together. That means retailers have to consider that maybe some funds from, you know, from, from the trade marketing side are going to get reallocated. And is that the way the brands look at it? Are they looking for the, the more efficient investment? I, I see those conversations definitely is there. You know, I think from retailers' perspective, as you mentioned, you know, they are probably don't want the shopper marketing or the trade dollar to be redeployed to retail media, right? On the brand side, they also, if I'm not getting the incremental sales, you know, I'm not going to reallocate my national media dollar, which is for brand equity more the up funnel activity, you know, to, to, to the retail media side. So I think that that dynamics definitely is happening, but also, like you said, the conversation lacks, relax a little bit now. I hope that there's, a, a, in my view, I think this is my humble opinion. I do think if you, if, if retailers, for example, uh, let's say 15% of the business coming from the online versus, you know, another 85% on the, in, in the store, then 
it will be net, make sense to deploy at least 15% of that uh, trade mm. or shopper marketing dollar to online. to online. I'm pretty sure they are pretty probably doing that, right? Very well. But that's kind of is a commercial agreement, right, you have. But then in order, if you are really playing retailer in this upper funnel offering, right, more on the, in almost as a place as a Google or the Meta, they play in the brand equity space, then that becomes a conversation, am I, the brand will ask, am I getting that incremental getting uh, sales, you know, and that conversation is, will be the key to, well. to, you know, to have and uh, idea hopefully can reach agreement, you know, and look at totality of the investment. Yeah. Really. Well, it feels like that those conversations are evolving very fast. Yeah. Clearly there's, um, there, there, there's such an impetus in the, on the retailer side of this to find those additional revenues that are possible. Yeah. Certainly, no industry has richer yeah. first-party consumer data than grocery in yeah. terms of the numbers of shoppers, the frequency of their, of their visits, and the numbers of items in those baskets. That's a very rich uh, trove to mine, and it's probably been underutilized uh, one could argue for, for, for quite some time. Yeah. So I, that, that perhaps is, a, um, is an incentive for brands also to get access to that in the appropriate ways and retail media being one of yeah. them. So that's, uh, I, I, it's, it feels to me like we haven't heard the last word and we can't really s state the last word here today in this conversation uh, about where that's going. But I wonder if you have sort of some closing thoughts about uh, what's ahead for brands like your iconic brands at, at Vondelez, are they going to continue to, to work, be working hard at, at, at incorporating retail media into the mix? And, and, and what, what are your thoughts about it? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is like, you know, it's something where working with, especially the ones with higher capability at the moment, right? Uh, investing uh, quite uh, substantially, I would say. You know, brands like Oreo, you know, or Cadbury in UK, you know, those are our iconic brands, just name the two of them. They are uh, really very visible in, on, on the main, the, especially the, the key players over there. But we're also, you know, working with, like you said, the second tier or third tier retailers and uh, potentially helping them, you know, how they can get, get stronger. So the ask for additional retail media dollar can be justified, right? Yeah. I think the industry is moving that place. And there's a lot of good progress in the last two to three years as well. You know, I see the trade desk, for example, for programmatic, uh, you know, uh, buying network, you know, they are partnered with a lot of these retail media uh, okay. sites now, right? So yeah. there's a streaming streamlining happening, right? Yes. And also there's a lot of partnership happening as well, right, on the on the big retailer side, you know, with, with you know, uh, I, I think Walmart, for example, have a NBC uh, Universal partnership, right? right? So those are also continue to happen. I think the place will continue to, to evolve and getting more and more mature in coming years. So, and as a retailer, I do think this is actually really exciting time to be, you know. So you have, from the retail media side, you have the buying media data. Hmm. Now you also have your POS data, right? Wow. And then you also have your royalty card data. Yes. Uh, now the story is how can you make sure you connect all the dots and really tell consumer journey story and that becomes very powerful, right? And it's a, yeah. hopefully create an experience for those shoppers that Absolutely. really suits them yeah. individually. Based, yeah. it, you know, it, that's, uh, yeah. that's what personalization is about and, uh, and, and the, the messages that you're sending 
no. reach the right people in the right frame of mind, yeah. the right mo on the right occasions. Absolutely, and of course, you know, Oreo or Cadbury or Louis, you know, those brands are definitely at the forefront to partner with the retailers to drive that evolution. Yeah. Really? Well, I, speaking for myself, I'm almost always in the right frame of mind to consume Cadbury chocolate or Oreo <laughs> cookies. Uh, and uh, so I may not meet, need that much persuasion, but I know you'd like to convince me and others like me a little more often, please. Okay. And that's what this is really about. It's, it's driving more profitable sales, yeah. more strength in the brands. Yeah. And uh, I think right now, retail media looks like a very intricate, I was going to use the phrase hot mess. It's not quite that, but it is complicated and hard. And a lot of smart people are working together. And I think it includes yeah. many of yours to, to, to solve the, um, the, the equation in a way that's beneficial for the market. That's, so, um, that's for sure. And I also can't wait to see how this translates in store as well. Yes. You know, you saying you have the uh, mobile app. You know, for example, one uh, payment uh, tactic I see very common in the retailer side and now using is a scan and a go, right? The yeah. Walmart has it in a scan. And that really um, connects to your royalty data, right? So the scan and go with all these insights you have and potentially, how do you show a, a right moment uh, display as on your mobile phone when you're in the store navigating? Well, be very interesting, you know. And also the digital, uh, you know, display in the in uh, personalized digital right. display, you know, or the the cooler door, you know, or becomes yes, your retail media. Example, right? Yeah. So those are probably will happen soon as well. So there's a lot of innovation happening in the space as well. You see how. We truly, you know, live in an omnichannel world, and how do we? And I know the uh, the grocery shop has this new buzzword called unified commerce. You know, how do yes. we truly, you know, unify that experience and provide a very seamless, you know, approach for our shoppers? You know, that's, that, right. well, that's so right. It's a work in progress. I'll say this: a hundred years ago, it was a major behavioral change to mm -hmm. convince consumers to take their own products off the shelf yeah. in their shopping experience. And people thought, well, they'll never do that. Today, we're wondering, is it a major behavioral change for consumers to interact digitally while they're in the physical store mm -hmm. as a way of improving their shopping results, finding the offers that they're looking for, et cetera? And uh, it may have seemed unlikely at first mm -hmm. that those behaviors will change. I think differently. I think they're likely, yeah. when they realize the benefits to them, yeah. That, that that will happen fairly fairly rapidly. Absolutely. I actually see that happening already in Asia quite a bit, you know, in China. And recently I had I visited our Singapore office in, in yes. uh, Mandalay Singapore office. And I visited some of the retailers over there. You know, Fair Price is a major retailer in Singapore. Really? You know, they have this scan-and-go uh, capability as well. You literally see the people, you know, come to a store, open up their app, and they navigate with the app in their hand. To do so, all the transaction happening on the app while they are in the store, you know, and and which also makes me wonder: is that considered online sales or in-store sales? It's literally both, right? Well, maybe so the, the, maybe the distinction doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It truly doesn't matter. It's really the experience. The app helps them to navigate, gives them more personalized offer while right there in the moment, right? But also in the store, they get the experience, touch the product. Right, so I think that is, the consumer will enjoy that. It's become more enjoyable shopping experience, you know. Yes, indeed. Well, we can call it a digitally enhanced life. Absolutely. Well, yeah. that, that's a wonderful note to close on. Yeah. I think you're a fascinating interview. I, I, I Clearly, you bring tremendous insight and experience to this conversation. 
I want to thank you for sitting down with us today and sharing what you know. This is Ji Chang of Mondelez. I'm James Tenser for Rethink Retail, and thank you for listening. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.